Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It was just that easy. ABC, get off to a good start. Hang on for the win. Milwaukee Ooh. avoids going down 0-3 in their series with the Nets as they have a, a – neither team got to 90, by the way, so let's not talk Yuck. about the masterpiece that it was, but it was a win. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn in for Zubin. And Monica McNutt joins us this morning, as Key says – Auntie Mon is with us, so we got to be on our best behavior. <laughs> Hi, guys. What's yeah. happening? What's happening? It's Friday. I'm happy to be here. You're always happy to be here. I, I mean, I've never seen you where you're not happy to be anywhere. The you're alternative is to be underground. The well, yeah. You're one of the happiest people I know. Come on, let's go. I appreciate that. That's All a right. good way to be. Well, I mean, are we happy with what we saw out of the Bucks last night? Um, I, um, <laughs> happy might be aggressive. They, I mean, they, they needed to get a win. I don't think that they blew my socks off in terms of, oh, they're back. Right. No, it was an ugly basketball game. Below 90? Yuck. Yeah, for both teams. And for the Nets, again, they just, I mean, you get a poor shooting performance from them, which is like just like their game three against Boston. But they still could have won that game. Like, they had mm-hmm. two possessions to win it. In fact, they had the lead late on KD's three, and you thought maybe they could get it. Drew Holiday with a terrific play. No timeout, just get to the basket and score. Uh, and he does that. But how about this? So Chris Middleton finally gets back on track. He had a great first quarter. He and Giannis combined to score 79% of the Bucks points. Well, that's what they should they do. do though, the right? whole offense. I mean, especially Giannis. Giannis should have dominated the game the way he did, especially in the paint. I cringe when I see him outside the paint. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and I understand the, the game of basketball has changed from the bigs. Bigs all want to shoot threes now. And, but when you – or as dominant as he is inside the paint and have the size to be able to dominate the smaller opponent, that's what you do. I mean, he, you know, 6'11", whatever it is, with his wingspan taking him even higher, mm-hmm. you just go down low and you just play bully ball and to the point where I don't care if they, if they take me to the foul line. Don't be afraid. Now, well, uh, don't, I would be I'm afraid not, if he no, went to the foul you, line. Yes, no, he doesn't very, free throws. Very. Yes, you are afraid. But if they're fouling me because I'm in the paint and I'm going to the foul line, at some point, I'm going to make a couple of those shots as he did late in the game. Yeah, he was four for it's, nine. It's going mm-hmm. to hurt him. And so that's the way I look at it. He goes for 33 points, 14 rebounds. That would be Giannis. And then Middleton gives you 35. And the most important part of it was his shooting. It was 12 of 25. More, looked more like the Chris Middleton we've seen you know, as the Robin to uh, Giannis's Batman all year long. And that's the important part. That 79% of the offense, by the way, is the highest of any duo in NBA playoff history. And that is some great duos you think about, right, that have been dominant in, in the NBA, and no one has ever provided that much of their team's offense. Do you, do you know what that means? Those other duos have had better teams around them. Well, of course. Right? Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not impressed with this to me. Anything that happens in the playoffs at this point, my question always becomes sustainability. And if you ask me if I had to bet on KD and Kyrie, Kyrie in particular, having another shooting night like he had last night, I don't see that. Can these two keep up 79% of this team's production, keep the Nets under 90, and get a win? Perfect storm. I don't see it happening three more times. Interesting. You hit perfect storm. Uh, Kyrie, 9 for 22, 2 of 8. Still had 22 points, but you know, just wasn't the Kyrie that we saw in the first two games. And how about Joe Harris? 1 for 11 for the Nets. This is one of the best shooters in the game. He touched I the Space I Jam ball. For I, couldn't seven. Figure, I couldn't figure that <laughs> one out. He touched the Space, touched the space, jam, space ball. jam ball. His powers are temporarily gone. we got to get him together. That, that 1 was, for 7? Y'all was, was 1 for 8. This yeah. is Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. So, again, I, Monica kind of touched on it. 
after this, like while we were watching it, and Key, I texted you and Jay during the game, and I said, I it was th- what was it, thirty to nine at one point, uh, thirty two to eleven was the first quarter score. I didn't trust it. Like I, I, I'm not trusting what I see out of the Bucks here at all. And sure enough, it was a two point game at halftime, and the Nets actually had to lead late in the game and could have won the game. So did the Bucks get back in the series, or was this just like the Celtics series for the Nets, bad game? In game four, they'll be that team that we Much like to see. Monica said, you can't depend on the Nets shooting goals, like especially Kyrie, continuing game four. So I don't think that they got back in it like that. I think it's still going to go back to Brooklyn for game five at 3-1. Three, three, I mean, that's just what I could see. Right. You know, and, and so in the end, a bad inbounds play – Woo, talk about it. Oh, my God. Cost the Nets the game, essentially. Terrible play. I mean, it just, you know, for whatever reason, whoever designed it, whatever, the ball. The inbounds play, yeah, not the, the design. In, the the actual out. pass. The yeah, actual pass. The actual pass. Get it been, together. Was, was a dribbler to the other side of the court. <laughs> and so Kyrie gets it, and then he gives it to Brown. But then Brown, to me, panics when he got plenty of time. And I don't think he was aware of where he was at in the time. Mm-hmm. Instead of just figuring out what to do with it, he decided he was going to go to the cup and didn't finish strong after having a bad night shooting as well. The whole yeah. thing fell apart. But, it's a, but the Drew Holiday play, and Drew didn't have a great game, but his play. The layup, yeah. Deciding to go at, you know, go at. And Brown was, by the way, and he scores on Brown. Brown mm-hmm. had a great game. Brown's the reason why the Nets got back in the game. Like, he was fantastic in that second quarter. So it's not to put anything on him. But, but it's, this, is, this game was more about what are we going to see out of Milwaukee you know, you saw, you know, Woj talked about it. He was on SportsCenter, and he said, you know, the, you know those, those in the front office are monitoring Coach Bud right now. Mike Budenholzer, there was a lot of criticism of him after the first two games of the series. And it was, we'll see how they look in game three, because if not, there were fans during the game. I was, I was following on Twitter. Fans during the game, in the second quarter, when the Nets, it was, it was like, uh, it was like 19 to three in the, uh-huh. in the second quarter. Yeah. And they were like, fire him now. <laughs> <laughs> During the game, like fire, get him out of here see, now. None of this is a secret, though. Like when you sign Drew Holiday, Giannis gets the super bag. You got four hundred mil, close to four hundred mil tied up in those two. None of yep. them is, is none of this is a secret. The one thing I do appreciate from yesterday's game is that the Bucks came out swinging. Right, there was a level of intensity there. There was intentional intentionality there. Giannis was getting to his spots and he was scoring in the first two games. They just felt like they was just out there. Like, oh, these guys are going to win. What are we going to do? Yesterday, at least, it felt like they were fighting. It was yeah. a lot of fake enthusiasm to me. Like, when Giannis, I couldn't even take that serious. I agree. And I look was at the just final like, score. I was just I saying to myself, but like, it was, man, I it felt was the better same than what we had seen in the first two games. Though. I understand that, but the mean mug didn't even. <laughs> Didn't even do nothing to me. Didn't translate. No, I was it wasn't like, just right. This man. wasn't a game where you're like, all right, now we got a series. Like I didn't, never felt like that in this game. I never felt like, okay, now we've got a series. And then I'm looking at We're the fans. We're not going to feel like that. I don't think wow. the fans were so the fans <laughs> was the fans were so excited to win. No, they was just like they were hyped. Yeah, they was that was their biggest man. crowd they had in Milwaukee since the pandemic. For the home team, that has to feel great. I mean, we game shout out the game what, yeah, two here in New York. Like shout out to. The I Knicks. didn't want to bring New York up. I didn't. I didn't want to dig at the Knicks, but that's that. what it felt no, like. It felt like I'm saying. It, I'm saying saying the fans should enjoy it. That no, might it was be crazy the though. They was extremely excited and hyped yeah. about that victory. I'm like, do you not realize that you could have been crying in this situation because if they if but they didn't they knocked that down. They didn't let the fans have their. 
moment. Now, this is a whole different conversation. Do I think – did the Bucks impress me enough to say we have a series? That was my no. question. But should the fans have absolutely enjoyed every last drop yeah, and moment? No, 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 yeah. I think what Keith's saying is how mm-hmm. I felt watching the game. Is I never felt – like, if I was a Bucks fan, that whole – I would be like, I don't like this at all. Like, we don't, we don't look like we've got any control of this series. This is like – so, this game – not Han, feeling I'm it. surprised. Not they it. did. Think about it, though, Monica. You said it at the, be- at the beginning. Kyrie's not going to shoot like that again. They mm-hmm. scored 86 points. Okay. They scored, yeah, the 86 points. scored 86 points. They right. scored 86 points with 79% coming from their two big aces yeah. okay, of what, their points. What yeah. are we talking about, though? Are we talking about the basketball? Because we agree on the basketball part. Or are we talking about the f- – I have an issue with y'all saying the fans should have enjoyed their game. No, no, no. no, 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 no. I'm not saying oh, okay. that. I'm just saying that they were super hyped. Yeah. So, to me – Everything was artificial. Yeah, he's saying that the energy oh, didn't all. match oh. what didn't we match. received. Yeah, it didn't match. It wasn't like yeah, the it wasn't like when the I watched the back. Okay, if they scored a hundred and twenty to eighty three. And the fans was acting like that. Okay, yes. I'll be okay. like, okay, yeah, but this you, is going to be serious. Chris Middleton comes on after going six of twenty three in one of them games, and whatever dismally he shot in the in game two. So for to to see your guys at least compete. To me, how bad they looked in one and to two. See them at least. Who are you, Coach Com- Bud? Now, compared are you to how, listen, is that wait, wait? Are you taking his listen, script? Listen, they look that's what like he says. the bottom of my shoe in games one and two. Like, I, I'm gonna give the fans. I'm gonna let them have all the artificial no, they can have it, they but I'm not giving it to the Bucks. I still oh, don't yeah, trust them, no. and I still think Coach Bud is probably on on thin ice right now with this team where they are right now. There's no I doubt see. about it. But they get the win. Okay, so we'll see now what happens in a game four. But Middleton, by the way, his first quarter. He already outdid whatever he did in the first two games. In one quarter, he outperformed what he did in the first two games. So it was nice that they got him to show up. By the way, the Jazz get a win. So they're up 2-0 against the Clippers. Donovan Mitchell goes off again. And it's funny because before that game, Tyler was like, we got to do something to Donovan Mitchell. We got to slow him down. We got to make him uncomfortable. And all Mitchell did was just light up Paul George and go for 37 uh, in that game. And that is a 2-0 now for the Utah Jazz. That was Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract. No compromise. A lot to get to. Kendrick Perk is going to join us several times throughout the show to get more into the NBA stuff. But we now move on to the NFL because there's a nickname for Mac Jones that we think is funny. But Keith thinks it's way too cheesy. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Chishon, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. 
I think in the wearing number fifty, he looks elusive. Or does it make him look stronger? Does it make him look tougher? <laughs> That's the question. It looked like he, it looked like more he lost his jersey. Is what it looked like. It looked like some, yeah, it's like somebody <laughs> stole the actual jersey. Discussing Mac Jones, the rookie quarterback for the Patriots, and if you don't know the story, he's wearing number fifty right now because that's just what they do to rookies in New England. I think I would rather. I think I would rather wear a weird number than have my name taped on the back of my helmet. Taped. Yeah, because some some teams and coaches will tape the name on the back of your helmet when you're like a rookie. You know, I, I I don't like that. That's like, the hello, you know, my name is, because you're new? Yeah. <laughs> Who is this guy yeah, that they grab you. your helmet, turn your head around just to see the back of your helmet? I have the jersey. Weird number. Bart yeah. Scott says that's a story. Like, he tells that story about who was it that grabbed him one time and tur- when he was a rookie and turned him around, like physically. <laughs> like Warren Sapp or somebody just grabbed him and just spun him around. And who are you? Because he was just, you know. A player, some Bart player. just being like Bart, like all energy and, and whatnot. And there's some vets just like, who is this guy yeah. that just will not dial it down. Was, he grabs him, flips him around, looks at the back of his jersey, he goes, who the hell are you? Bart, <laughs> as a rookie, probably is Imagine hysterical. That. Yeah, right? I was like, he was always at a 10. <laughs> I was accused many times of not knowing my teammates' names. but You probably were that super snobby vet. That's no, like I was, No, I was cool with a lot of rookies. It's just some people I don't like. Number 12. I don't 12, know your name. Number okay. 9. Is like, it, is that, that's the uh, Ricky Henderson story? Is that? Do you know that Ricky Henderson no. story about how he was playing cards? I think in the clubhouse of whatever team he's on, and it's like, you know, hey, he's literally playing cards with somebody, a teammate, <laughs> and he's like, he doesn't know any of his teammates' names, really. Yeah, watch, I'll show you. Hey, Ricky, what's his name? And he looks at the guy and he's like, I don't need to tell him his name. He knows what it is. <laughs> well, it's 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 so many. You got so many players no, though, you. you know, coming in and out, in and out. It's players that have been on teams with me that I've seen later in life. Like, oh, yeah, I used to play with you with the Jets. You're like, you did? So basically, Man. know my name because I'm not going nowhere. That's what you're saying. No, I, I just <laughs> they, – they come in and out, you know, when you, you start to get – You didn't put the time in. When you That's start to is. get to the bottom end of the roster, they come in and out so much. You. It's just – it's tough. Yeah, and, and you, you've got to focus on you. Well, did you, you have nicknames? Did you go with nicknames just so you can remember somebody? I just went with a nickname. No, because most of the frontline guys, the guys that you dealt with, you knew their names. It's just other guys you may not necessarily know. It take a minute, you know, if they make the team and they're around the building a lot and you dealt with them in there and you're a unit, mm-hmm. you would know. But if it's somebody on the other side, you're like, I think he plays defense. He went by the number, but yes. now you can't. Now you can't anymore. Well, the one way that Cam Newton gets to know his teammates, or at least That's remembers hilarious. teammates, is he gives everybody a nickname. So his nickname for Mac Jones is Mac and Cheese. You don't like it. Face. Look at your face, right. man. Because it doesn't fit. Mac and Cheese. I think it's perfect. They could have called him Big Mac. Big Mac, I guess. Big Mac. You, you have to earn Big Mac. The last you time to earn I was, with, earn I, was I was just about to say that the last time I was with you guys on the show, we were talking about whether or not he has swag, and you shot that immediately down. Big Mac is too swaggy. Is it? Yeah. You but don't Mac, think mac and, and cheese is kind of fitting. I think mac and cheese is perfect. It's a little dimply, little. <laughs> Yo, Wait, mac what? and cheese. I, you know, I, I w- it seems easier to be able to I'm clean you- to say, "Yo, Big Mac, come here." Yeah, mac and cheese, come not, here. Just, Mac Jones would have to be a big dude to be called. He's big a rookie. Or a little too. Mac. A little Mac would work, but that little would be disrespectful. Mac. Easy Mac. Easy, <laughs> Easy Mac would be good. 
That's actually Mac pretty Daddy good. would be good. No, that's too swaggy. So, no, so, no, that's Mac, too swaggy. Mac Daddy, no. <laughs> he stay, probably ain't got no, con- he probably got no conversation at all. So, Mac Daddy definitely wouldn't. No. Mac Daddy? You don't, you, don't no conversation. The, you don't think he's got that kind of conversation? Okay. <laughs> no, I don't think he's rolling up on him like that. <laughs> Mike Reese, who's one of the best beat writers in the game, and, and, a, and a great beat writer is somebody that keeps a list of things that is interesting to him and updates it. And so he tweeted out the nickname File that Cam Newton has developed with mm. his teammates. They, literally, it's like half the team. So we go through some of them, and they're, they're actually really funny. Some of them are just basic. Like Jared Stidham, he calls him Stiddy. Right, that's, that's a basic why. one, yeah, right? Sounds like a basic one. But like one Isaiah Winnie calls him Winnie the Pooh. I kind of like that. I no? used to be obsessed Shaq with Shaq Mason, he calls him Shaq Diesel or Freemason. I like Freemason. Interesting. See, I wouldn't even I, – I wouldn't use the last name. I'd just say Free. Well, I'm sure it cuts Mason. down to yeah. that eventually. Yeah. So, so Devin and Jason McCourty. Uh-oh. Twins. Yes, twin yeah. one and twin two. Yeah. But yeah, there's no – but he doesn't, like, specify. Like, it's either or. I wonder if he could tell. Is or, one of them can open the other's iPhone with their face ID. I've heard them talk about that story, but the other one That's can't. actually funny. So, so Bill Belichick, like, he's got a nickname for Bill Belichick. Please. Grumpy. No. What? No, no. No, this is a good one. Big Bill. It's Dollar Dollar Bill, y'all. There it is. Dollar Dollar Bill, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you th- how do you think Bill responds to that? He, dry just, he laughs. Dry yeah. smirk. Yeah, he's like, dry smirk. Yeah. Dry you can dry, smirk. What's a dry smirk? Can you like, show me? The, I, no, I can't do it because I'm too expressive. <laughs> I don't know what that was. But, <laughs> all right, that didn't it's work. It's a Bill Belichick smirk. Uh, it's kind of like a laugh. Yeah, not, like, he's a not smile, really but not laugh, really a smile. This is a great one. So, Joe Cardona is called Snapper Guy. Why, he fishes uh, or something? He's, I believe he's a long, long snapper. snapper. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. He snapper, red snapper. snapper. No, he drinks Alignment. snapper. Alignment. I just really figured good. snapper. <laughs> These are Fish. really good. Full that's beard. Hilarious. Julian Edelman is Highway 11. Joe Tooney is Smoking Joe. These are good ones. I got to reach out to Cam and tell Cam he got to redo some of these. Miles Brandt is called Nugget. We need the story on that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, so what <laughs> – so we're trying to figure out, like, it's like, what are some of the worst or best nicknames that we know of in sports? All right, so best uh, came to me this year. It's already at the top of my list. Baylor's Davion Mitchell. Uh, his nickname is Off Night. I did a podcast with uh, Off Night, the Muffet Bros. Uh, I mean, the Mullet Bros from Baylor, and they explained that the nickname came because every time they would play somebody and he would guard mm-hmm. their best player in the press conferences, they'd be like, "Oh, he had Off Night." And so I he's like that. that he's okay. that good a defender. That's really good. That's the elite nickname, that's right? That's really good. So now that you tell the story, yeah, the backstory. Yeah. That's really great. What else, is there? Is there an NBA? Well, like legendary NBA. NBA to me has some of the best legendary nicknames. Of course, Magic Johnson's the greatest nickname in the history of sports. Don't at me. There's no better nickname. It's just than Magic. Just Magic. But the I, whole name too. But I don't like, know. I don't know. God, I thought that was but his is name Magic is. really a nickname? <laughs> That's what I was about to say. His name is Irvin. Yes, I, I it's a get nickname. It. I get Nobody it, but ever called him that. No one ever yeah. calls him Irvin except Pat like Riley Genie. Does. Pat like, Riley does. Or, and Pat Riley. Uh, Pat Riley. Yeah. Genie would say Irvin. But his no mama. one ever calls him. But that's it's, it's just, that's why it's a great. Nickname. I understand it may not name. be on his birth certificate, but no, right? I yeah, I don't look at it as a nickname. Did you ever have a nickname? Like, did anybody have like one that went with that stuck with you? No, nah, not really. I mean, Key 7-Eleven. is your name. It would be Key, 7-Eleven, 1-9. 7-Eleven. is a good one. Yeah. Seven. I love that. Because I was always open. <laughs> always. Nishan. Swag. 
No, Mishan, Mishan is really – Where did Mishan come from? Mishan is for the haters. That's just – like we talked about people that don't know me that run their damn mouth that just be running their mouth. That, that, don't that one caller about. called you Kiva. Yeah, Kiva was the one that just that again, that again, somebody that does not know me has never sat down and had a conversation with me. <laughs> that is probably never even seen me play. Just mm. probably never ever seen me play. Now Monica is one of the greatest players in the history of Georgetown oh basketball. I, I mean, I think what? it's been it's Patrick Ewing, it's Allen Iverson. <laughs> I hate when you do that. Then it's like third. Monica McNutt, maybe Dikembe. To any of my Hoyle faith, Hoyle Zoe faithful ain't in there. Zoe, well, Zoe, yeah, Zoe's probably. Yeah, I did not fourth, put him up to right this because I would not disrespect her. Yeah, yeah right underneath yeah. her. Or yeah. girls. But no, Monica McNutt was a great player at Georgetown. Reggie however. Williams. I can say, can I say great player? You were a great player. I was player. solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were a great yeah, player. All right. So since you were a player and a, and a high-end player, you must have had, somebody must have had some nickname for you. Was uh, it Buckets? No. No? Uh, people called me by my last name, McNutty, some version of that. Okay. One of my teammates called, is fitting. called me McThirsty. <laughs> Wait, he was running around thirsty. Yeah. That's a story. I knew that was going to happen. I, As we're going to break, no, you're no, going to no. say that? It's not, I got to leave that out there? thirsty in the context of thirsty. Thirst okay, trap. I, I'm not literally, saying I'm not saying thirst trap. Huh? Literally thirsty. Really? Like I really? was thirst crushing trap. a water bottle. So she's <laughs> like, why am I so thirsty? <laughs> Yates, you out here thirst trapping, y'all. I had a thirst trap for the So as we get more into that story, (laughs) we talked about the Bucs having their backs against the wall. There's another Bucs team that's trying to avoid the same. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Subin, the podcast. To be compared to a woman is an amazing thing because literally, cradle of life. It's a privilege. That's a fact. That's all I'd like to add. Nobody sounded offended by that at all. I'm just making sure that it's clear. Yeah, it is absolutely clear. <laughs> it is what, what still it is. isn't clear, though, is the McThirsty nickname. <laughs> it's just need a little more detail. We might have to get one of your Listen, teammates on. Okay, Morgan Williams, mm-hmm. my teammate. Yes. I literally, I just... I like to hydrate. I would crush. We get our bottles of water, and mine would be empty quickly. Like I come to the bench, get my water, bottle of water. Gotcha. And so it was like, dang, mom, you're always thirsty. I'm always call you McThirsty. Lies, 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 and more lies. Listen, he's not buying it. Listen, <laughs> I don't need to be thirsty. Didn't need to. Don't need to. Would not be thirsty. Okay, putting that out there. Other, any other good. way. So Monica McNutt joining us here. <laughs> Alan Hoth, Keyshawn Johnson, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on. The Goodyear Hotline. So we'll ask you at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, the best or worst nicknames in sports. I, I think the greatest of all is Magic Johnson. I just think being called Magic and having it become such a name that everyone calls you that, not but by your Han, actual given name. Count. How does it not count? Because that's his name. Yeah, he though, came right? to the league as Magic. He didn't earn that. Like King James, that's a nickname. Yeah, He earned Nobody it calls him King, though. Nobody like just right, ran, randomly just say, hey, King. Like, nobody does that. 
I don't know in basketball circles. I'm sure some of his teammates probably do. Twitter definitely you calls think, him you, King you James. You think all the time. his teammates call him King? Yeah, they call him Bron. They might do that too. I don't think they call him King by itself, but Twitter definitely calls him King yeah. James, and therefore that's a nickname. Would you ever call a, a teammate King if that's his nickname? Really? Yeah, I'm, but I don't look at it like that. It's not. He's not higher than me because his nickname is King. I'm not beneath him. I don't. I don't. I just don't. You know. All I don't right. Look so at this dad on Twitter said sweetness. End of all nicknames. Sweetness is ridiculous. That's a pretty damn good nickname, right? Yeah. Whose nickname is that? Am uh, I showing my age? That's uh, Walter, uh, Payton. Walter Payton. Yeah, I'm showing my age a little bit. You didn't know Walter Payton. Walter Payton was, that. was running back. He was really good. I do, I have, See, my, my it, dad has the book. Read the part when you just go sweetness, everybody already know who they you're just, talking about. Magic, do. we all know who you're talking about. Right. I mean, it's just, you know. Those are great nicknames. Those are Really? All right. So, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. you that so you can stop trying to force it. <laughs> Magic is his nickname. I love it. And we'll be able to ask Magic. Magic. We'll be able to ask Magic because right. he'll be on our show in a week or so. In a week or so? Shout out to that. Yeah, I don't know exact date, but I know he'll be A little over us. a week from now. Can you right? do it on a, a Friday? Week from Monday. A week from Monday. He'll be here with us, and that'll be great. Monty is in Atlanta on this topic. Monty? Hey, good morning, y'all. Hey, great show, man. Now, I know you said sweetness. I feel like what said entertainer said though. I can't call no grown man sweetness. You know, just it, it goes like delicious to me. You can't call a grown man delicious. But a prime, no, you can't. Prime your show can't best. call a grown man delicious. You shouldn't do that. I can't. Hmm. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> can't call a grown man delicious. Okay. But sweetness, ah. But prime time is the most definitely one of the prime greatest. Yeah, prime uh, time, prime time, prime time is another one. Yeah. That is pretty good. Because I don't even call him Dion. I call him Prime. prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's everybody seems to call him yeah. Prime. What's up, Prime? Prime. Right. Yeah, I don't never. That's a really good one. Right, it's I the like same same thing. Now that he got me on this kick, and I'm thinking, it's like the playmaker. Like I'm gonna call him the playmaker. I ain't gonna never call him Michael. It's gonna always be the playmaker. Like Air Jordan became a brand. But air, like nobody called him air. No, so right? I'm thinking no. about AI too, though, right? Like the like answer is a great nickname, yeah. but nobody, I don't think people refer to him that. No, way. I refer to him as Bubba Chuck. Okay, well, that was his nickname from yeah. 757 pre NBA, but that's a cool. I but mean, that's, that's what that's I a family nickname. Yeah, I guess that's so. Pookie yeah. and them. Yeah, 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 I guess the world probably don't know Bubba right. Chuck. No, right. So you got AI. Yeah, yeah AI was seems to be his. Yeah, NBA. Bubba Chuck at the crib. Right. But I'm talking about from a from a. Not even, I don't want to say global, but from a U.S. standpoint. And brand, yeah. The, no one's walking around saying Bubba Chuck. They're going to go AI. Agree, right. They're going to abbreviate as, you know, and say AI, as initials. Earl Monroe was Pearl, Pearl in the NBA, but not when he played in Philly. He was Black Jesus in Philly. Like, that was his, Taking when he would play in, in, the, in, like in the summer circuit there. And that's what the NBA guys did that yeah. back in the day. Like, that's what they called him. Mm. But in the NBA, he was Pearl. Like Big Ticket is good for me. Ticket's good, yeah. Big Ticket KG. Yeah. That was Big Ticket. Yeah, and he okay, became did, Ticket. Did, that did, got shortened just to Ticket. A lot of times guys would call him that. But I think he did call KG. Truth stick then? Truth for uh, Pierce? Pierce? Did it stick or was that later in his career? See, I thought the yeah. truth was originally a boxer. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I'm, I'm right? Terrible, Yates? Terrible, you, you're not wrong. Terrible recall by me. I can't. You're definitely get, not wrong. I can't yeah. think of I can't think of the boxer. Call the right Truth now. Williams? No. No. What was it? It was a boxer. The truth. I can't. I, it was a boxer. Yeah. Though, so I remember. Yeah. No. There's just several of those. Carl Dennis is in Williams? Delaware. That's what I said. Call the truth. A boxer, right? Yeah. Dennis. Yeah, call the truth, Williams. Mm-hmm. We got Dennis or no? There he is. Good morning, guys. Good Thanks morning, for Dennis. taking my call. You got it. My favorite nickname uh, in 2012, the Miami Dolphins were on the HBO Hard Knock series, and 
And the running back, Reggie Bush, yelled out to wide receiver Chris Hogan, hey, man, you're, you're like 7-Eleven. You're open all the time. And that was Chris Hogan's nickname, 7-Eleven. He didn't have much of a career with the Dolphins, but, of course, New England picked them up, and Chris Hogan had two touchdowns and 180 yards in the AFC Championship game in 2015 against Pittsburgh. But I, I always loved that nickname, 7-Eleven. Mm. What do you guys think? Well, Key, Key, a few minutes ago, that was his nickname. So the next He could have it. So I guess the, that becomes a thing for receivers. But he could have it. Waffle House was another one with that same concept. Julio's. That's Julio's nickname at some point. I knew I'd heard somebody Waffle say House? that. Waffle, Waffle House is open 24-7, too. What's up in the South? I, oh, okay. I'm about to get yelled at, but I personally find Waffle House overrated, but I'm not a Southern chick. So, But anyway. No, it's good, though. It's solid, but it's like not world changing. Life changing. Well, no, we like because Waffle House. It's great. But you, it's good when it's <laughs> 3 a.m. Fine. It's the when best, you, but it's 3 a.m. When you 3 a.m., Walking down Peachtree, coming yeah. from a club, yes. because it's the Super Bowl, you're trying to figure out where to eat at. Waffle it's House great. Is it's convenient. No, no. Chicken breast and a waffle it's and coffee. Tremendous. You have Listen, to soak up all the alcohol. I got you. But all like... I'm saying is the way people rave about it. I'm not there. <laughs> How about Larry Legend? Larry Bird. Although now they, I guess Larry Fitzgerald apparently is Larry Legend now too. No, Larry Legend is weak. That's a weak. Larry like, huh? Legend you don't like? No, that's weak. Tom yeah. Seaver was Tom Terrific. No, that's not a nick. Like, I mean, I yeah, feel like that's, that's more just of a alliteration. That's yeah. just like English in fifth grade. Okay. You're welcome. Iron Mike Tyson. <laughs> Iron Mike. Iron Mike's the yeah. Iron Mike, pretty good. But nobody called him Iron. See, I think I call him, is what you call people. But I call him Iron Mike. What's up, Iron Mike? I don't, I'm never going to say. You are an elite person that has that type of relationship. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I'm saying most athletes are going to call him Iron Mike or Mike. They're not going to be they like. Were they really? Yeah, yes, I, absolutely. When I interviewed him, it was Mr. Tyson. <laughs> Well, that's because you were intimidated. I never called him Mike. Like the I Mike. was respectful. I wasn't intimidated. Like he was on the, the phone. Like the commercials oh. he has now. <laughs> well, you still, you still was spooked. <laughs> no, not, not in speaking, the least. Speaking of intimidated, how about the nickname The Intimidator? Dale Earnhardt. Again, again, like it's, that's not something anybody called them. That was a, like what, what you Sports like, yeah, It was like a title or yeah. something that we in the media would do. Call in. Let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clear your throat. You feel, you feel like I'm trying, is... man. I, what do you want me to do? I work all the time. Leon is in Orlando. You're Leon, better vocal care. Leon. I, I work. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Hey, Leon. Hey, you all have a great show. I love the banter, man. I love the passion with the differences of opinion. But I think the glove with Gary Payton uh, has to be one of the best good. nicknames all the time. Until, I got snatched everything away from everybody until he came to LA. And I told you, you got a hole in that glove, dog. <laughs> What? <laughs> when did you say that? Because I've been knowing Gary since I was a kid. When he came to play for the Lakers, you know, we right. it was, I don't know, one game. They did something, and we lost, and defense wasn't great. I'm like, yeah, the glove, you're at the end, man. You got a hole in that glove. You're annoying. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> he just laughed. You know, he laughed. It wasn't a big deal. Shaq has good nicknames, Diesel. He got too many nicknames, though. He does have a lot. The Diesel was good. The Superman really was good. good. What was the the, the uh, I call him the big enchilada, but that's just me. Hey, big I've enchilada. also I've decided yeah. that the Joker's nickname is also Quesarito because he got drafted during a Quesarito commercial. Y'all didn't catch that this week? Yes, that? Yeah, yeah, that was a good story. Although Evan Wilner, our producer, likes to call him the Eggman because apparently it's not Jokic, it's Jokic, so it's Yolk. Uh, 
which he turns into that, and he thinks it's going to stick, and we're not letting that happen. But is Joker counts as a nickname, or is that just us? That's lazily what they call him. You saw the T-shirts kids. they made up for him, right? Okay, right. So that's a good nickname. A nickname would be the mailman. That was a good one. That's a good one. He delivered sometimes. <laughs> Here you go. Sometimes this man had quite a week. Right. Leave him alone. Don't start. Up, don't up there start. though. With again, um, <laughs> I should me. mention him. But don't start. What about yes, Alan Hunt? Hunt. I call you Han. Tiger Woods. Tiger's not his name. name. No, though. it's not his name. But that's his how name we is know Tiger him. Woods. But it's th- nobody calls him. What is nobody it? calls him his name? You guys are just killing me. Han, that's not that's how a, nicknames But that's work. how a nickname works. It's, no, it's so not. good that that's how people no. know you as. No. no. If, if I only know you as your nickname, yeah, that's I've your been name. knowing him as Tiger his whole life. I, 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 yeah, I legitimately Tiger. didn't know his name wasn't Tiger until like two years ago. Honestly, God. You didn't know his name was not. He wasn't. So like his born name wasn't. People Tiger. didn't start naming their kids know. weird names until recently. After Tiger. Apple. Stop, girl. Why? <laughs> Did you really leave that alone? Sorry. Okay. Leave that alone. You're in trouble. You know I'm. I'm you know I'm here on a, a, a trial basis. It really is though. Since like 2000, that child names became like brand. Like it's your brand. You're giving your child a brand when you yeah, name them. They, it's no longer like name them after someone. It's now no. I'm gonna give them a brand. That's n- what the names become. No. No. <laughs> We're not doing that. We sure? done, no, we're not. They tried to come at me with some of that. I'm no, But why not. did why why did come you go, back to me here? Take this. Why did you go from Joseph it, to Keyshawn though? Because I just felt like Keyshawn was. Was that your be, choice? Absolutely. Was when it, I was in elementary, I was like in the. I want to say like the fourth grade. I'm like, no, man, I don't look like Stop. a Joe. They weren't calling you. You Joey? don't look like a Joe. Keyshawn is way more fitting. Hey, yeah. Joey. No, I just First of all, like that. You're definitely not a work. Joe. No. No. No, not at all. And I feel like the E thing is like. Has cultural differences. Joey. Yeah, I just. But that's what happened, though. Hey, Joey. No. <laughs> no, Keyshawn is. I, no. So you made that choice. It wasn't like your parents just called you that from day one, even though your first name was Joseph. They weren't doing that. Like It depends on what the, my mother wanted, right? Usually. <laughs> he was in that's trouble. That's usually how yeah, it works. It could be Joe. It could be Key. It could be Keyshawn. It just depends on what your family members mm-hmm. need from you. You know, if they need you to go downstairs and get something out of the refrigerator. It's Joe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you get into trouble, it's Keyshawn. I mean, it just all depends. This is a, the Cultural things, man. I love it. I love learning things every day. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Indeed. If you're hiring this summer, you need Indeed. With Indeed, Instant Match just post a sponsored job, and you'll immediately get a short list of quality candidates with nicknames whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. Oh, we have no production. I thought we had production. We do. It's coming. Wait for it. And now. <laughs> now. The nope. day, if you lose by oh. one or you lose by 30, still the same thing. Still lose. I can pick yourself up, your teammates up, and get them ready for game three. Finds it to the Cooper. Once again, the slam. Press Middleton to start. Tedakupo and Middleton have all 30 of the points for the first quarter. Durant finds some space. Knocks it down. Durant fires a three. Win is a win. Doesn't matter if you win by 30. Doesn't matter if you win by one. You can go back home and celebrate uh, W. It was good. So the Bucks get their win in Game Three to just again stay alive. Because if you go down 0-3 in the NBA, you never come back. No team has ever done it, and you certainly didn't want to do that against the Nets. So they win Game Three. It was ugly, but they got it done. 86-83. Giannis with a big game. Chris Middleton arrived in the series for the first time. All that stuff uh, had to happen, and it did. But the Nets had a terrible game offensively. But Kendrick Perkins joining us right now, as he will throughout the show, on the Goodyear Hotline. Perk, good morning. And let's begin with 
I've seen you already regret picking the Bucks in this series. So I asked the guys this. I'm going to ask you the same. Did the Bucks get back in the series with this game, or did they show you nothing? They did. They did show me something, and I think they are back in this series. And they, last night was important. But look, you can't play cute and sassy, okay? You can't play cute, sassy in the finesse game with this Brooklyn Nets team. You have to junk it up. And that's what the Bucks did last night. They made it ugly. They got physical. P.J. Tucker getting in Kevin Durant's face, talking noise. Like, that's what you have to do. You can't get up and down freely and try to hang with this next team. No, you got to play physical. You got to get it out the mud. Perk, you picked the Bucks to win the series. How you feel after game three now? You know what? I, I'm, still, I'm still torn. Key, I'm torn, okay? I'm not going to just jump all the way on Giannis' side. He still has a lot to prove. I don't believe that Kyrie Irving is going to go 9 for 22 from the field again. Look, the others, right, they didn't step up for the Brooklyn Nets. And rightfully so, role players do not play well on the road. They play well at home. So if the if the Milwaukee Bucks follow the same recipe that they did late in the fourth quarter or even during the fourth quarter, making the others beat you, right, and look, they waited a little bit too late for me. Still having Brooke Lopez in that drop coverage. No, trap Kevin Kevin Durant. Trap Kyrie Irving. Make Bruce Brown make those floaters. Make Joe Harris make those big shots. Make Blake Griffin do something. You have to make the others beat you. If the Milwaukee Bucks follow that game plan in game four, they'll walk out with a victory. Chris Middleton obviously had a big game. What changed for him from game one and two to three? Well, he just started making shots. I mean, he started making shots. And, and look, Chris Middleton is a is a volume shooter, okay? He made tough, contested shots. But I thought he did a great job of being aggressive early. Start, you know, he was attacking early. He was getting in his mid-post range, you know, pulling up, drawing fouls. He was getting into his bag. And all you have to do is see one of those shots go in. And he did that, and he just kept going. You could tell he had it on his mind that he was going to go down swinging. And I knew it was due time for him to have a good game because he had been struggling and struggling in game one and two. So I'm glad to see him get it going. Perk. Hi, Perk. It's Monica. Oh, <laughs> what's up, Monica? Listen, the last time we talked on Hoop Strings with the great Cassidy Hubbard, I said that the Nets just finna outscore everybody, and you said somebody's gonna have to defend them. You got one game where the Bucks were able to play defense. Do you think that they can keep the Nets under ninety points again? That's my issue. That ain't gonna happen. You just said Kyrie won't go seven or nine from twenty-two again. I mean, they can if they have the right defensive scheme, right? Make the others beat you again. That's what I'm a. That's what I'm a harp on. Even when you look at Game One, the Nets had over 100 points, but they had 107. This is a team that's used to putting up 120, 130, right? And and the Bucks have the recipe. This is what I don't understand about the Milwaukee Bucks, especially Giannis, especially Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Attack, attack, get stops and get out in transition. Attack in a pick and roll. Don't settle for jump shots. In game one, they had 70 points in the paint. This is what I go back to, Monica, is this. 
You got to make it a nasty game, okay? You got to get into these guys. You can't get up and play Rucker-style basketball against the Brooklyn Nets. You got to get physical. You got to put your hands on them. You got to get in their face. And I thought that Brooke Lopez was the unsung hero in this game, the way that he protected the basket. He altered shots. He he was he was huge. I kept telling myself, screaming at the television, I was like, Budenholzer, you might have to get him out the game and slide Giannis to the five for offensive purpose. But he kept anchoring the defense, so it's huge. And I think the Milwaukee Bucks got it in them to have another game like this. Now, would they hold them, hold them to 83 points? Probably not. But if you could hold them to under, under 100, and your offense could pick up even more and start knocking down shots and keep continues, continually to get to the paint, I think they got a fair chance of winning game four. Now, Perk, we've talked a lot about coaching uh, in the NBA, and you, know, you had your thoughts about Brad Stevens with the Celtics and the way the Celtics played. After the first two games of this series, all eyes were on Coach Bud, Mike Budenholzer, and really what his stats are going to be. Woj even talked about it uh, beforehand. Now, we only got a minute, but we will have you back later on in the show. But just in like about 30 seconds, do you feel like he's coaching for his job in this series? Yeah, yeah. To me, I think this is this is this is his last straw. He have to make it out of this series, otherwise they're gonna find another coach, okay? Because the Milwaukee Bucks over the last two years, three years, they have dominated the regular season and come up short in the postseason. And with a team like this, the expectations at a minimum is to get to the uh, to the finals. And if he don't reach that goal, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be smoking the city. Yeah, no, you definitely, he <laughs> seems like all eyes on him. We'll have Perk back with us at 7.15. More, of course, on the NBA and on this series and also what we saw from Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz last night. Thanks, Perk. We'll see you in a few. So coming up, as I mentioned, he'll be back to rank top five big men. But coming up, why the best move for the Bears was the one they didn't make. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.